all, 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 the Bible says all, all of our righteousness is like filthy rags. Without him, I can do nothing. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? See, what God wants you to do is humble yourself and confess that you cannot do it. Then he will do it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. It's, it's here, it's here, it's here that God allowed their fears. Ah, look at verse 2. And the Lord said unto Joshua, see, <laughs> Lord have mercy. He moves from the presence of the stronghold to the promise. I have given into thy hand Jericho, the king, and the mighty men of valor. Now, the promises are essentially what God said he would do. It's God's solution, and we, we have to listen, learn, lean, and let God. You know what's so difficult, and I, you know, I'm a workaholic, um, Amen. Uh, hello, my name is Raymond Gordon, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm in therapy, right? You know what's so hard for us? To shut down. Turn the engine off. And let God. Sounds simple, but it's hard. All of our lives, we've been driven. We've been told you ought to be independent. God comes along and says, I don't want you to be independent. I want you to be dependent. We got to be reprogrammed. We got to let go and let God. And there are some insurmountable things that God is going to put right in front of you that will overwhelm your sense of victory. Could be a marriage, could be children who are wayward, could be your health, could be anything. God, God is allowing you to see it. And like Joshua, he wants Joshua to be obedient. Obedient is better than sacrifice. How many times do we go around that mulberry bush Coming up with plan A and plan B and plan C. And every time we come up with a plan, it fails. Some of us on plan Z. Some of us that start over the alphabet. I'm on plan B to the second power. I'm on plan, I'm on plan F to the third power. We just, we just keep injecting our personable thinking and God is saying, let it go. I'm showing you this insurmountable city because I want you to trust me. I'm preaching already. To do this thing for you. I want you to let go. I want you to stop controlling the city. I want you to stop jumping in. I want you to stop coming up with this uh, 40th vision. Just, just let it go. Lord, my, my kids won't listen to me, but God, 
in the name of Jesus. I'm letting them go into your hands. Somebody told me when you can't talk to the person about Jesus, talk to Jesus about the person. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and when you and I learn this simple lesson to just place it in the master's hand. Can I get a witness? You can start shouting today because you know that he's going to work that thing. Can I get it? It may not be tonight, may not be tomorrow morning, but God's going to work that thing in the name of Jesus. Even the prodigal son came to his senses and said, I'm going home. And the boy rehearsed what he wanted to say to his father. Father, I have sinned. Can I get a witness? Child of God, I'm telling you that this first appeal of fear is God's will for us to disengage. Here's a great prayer. Lord, I can't handle this, but I know you can. Have you ever prayed that before? In the name of Jesus. Lord, I, I don't know how to do this. Lord, I, I can't do it. I'm weak, but thou art strong. I dare you to get low. I dare you to humble yourself. I dare you to go down. I dare you to give up. I dare you to run out of options. Lord, this one is yours. We see an appeal of fear. But secondly, we see appeal of their faith, verses 3 and 4. We see a parade and a policy of unity. Now look at verse 3. And ye shall compass the city... Ye men of war. Now, notice, notice. Look at the strange strategies that God has given to military leaders. These boys are green berets. Lord, have mercy. These boys are fighting units. And God says, I don't want you to fight. Here's what I want you to do. You men of war, you mighty men of valor, verse 2. Walk around this city, you men of war. Now, that's a contradiction in itself. See, we got to pay attention exegetically to every word, every phrase, grammatics, the historicity of the text. We got to pay attention to everything. He is not talking to Boy Scouts. He's talking to trained Green Berets. You mighty men of war, go around about the city once and do it Six days. My God. Mm. Look at the parade. All I want you to do is just walk around this city. Now watch this now. Quietly. I don't want anybody talking. Just walk around. Can you imagine the ridicule they were getting from the people in Jericho? Look at these fools. If I ask St. Matthews, can we go outside and walk around the building quietly? Some of y'all be out there, he, he going crazy. What's wrong with him? Jab, 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 jab. Who he think he is? My husband don't ask me to walk around no building. My wife never does. And let me tell you why people can't have fellowship, because they're out of fellowship. Check this out. 
God will bring you and I face to face with the impossible. And then he has the audacity to ask you a question of what would you do? He took Ezekiel, the prophet, picked Ezekiel up in the spirit and put him right smack dab in the middle of the valley of dry bones. Ezekiel 37. Now, here's Ezekiel, by the way. Ezekiel was on the river Chebar at the Babylonian captivity. God comes along and says, yeah, you're in captivity, but I'm going to take you out of here, take you to a graveyard where there's broken, battered, bruised, brittle bones. And then I'm going to ask you a historical question. Son of man, can these bones live? Ezekiel said, you know, Lord, he said, preach to the bones. That God oftentimes will make us face the things we can not handle. You men of war, seven days, one time a day, quietly march around the city. Here, Here's why they were victorious. Because they took God at his word. There was no conjecture. There was no voting. They had enough of voting in Numbers 13. There was no voting. There was no conjecture. There was simply God telling them to do something that didn't seem logical. Do not be led by logic. Be led by the Lord. Sometimes God moves over into the illogical to blow your logic. Some some of us are stimulated by, yeah, you know, the intellectual, you know, intelligent movements of the mind. We, I, I need more than this. I, I need to be stimulated. Well, you were stimulated in hell, and God, and bring, He's bringing you back out of, in, Amen, into glory. You don't need to be stimulated by, Amen, Amen, some intelligentsia. You, you need to be stimulated by His word. If God said it, that's it. It ends it. I do it. They took him at his word. Yeah. They took him at his word. And 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 this parading led to a policy of unity. Be quiet while you're doing it. Now, now, now let me say something about unity. The Bible tells the New Testament, don't break the unity of the Spirit. Be careful that you are not in any way, shape, or form a part of this unity. With your mind, your mouth, your motives. Be careful you're not breaking up the unity of the Spirit because God will come and hunt you down. Amen. Be careful... Paul said in in the New Testament, he said, Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil, but the Lord will reward him. And he will. We got to be careful that your assumptions 
are not spread as if they are truth. We are not to tear each other down. We are to build each other Anything that you say to tear one another down, you're tearing down the body of Christ. We ought to build each other up. And, and, and my mother used to say, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything. We ought to be building each other up. Hello, how are you? Praying for you. Hope all is well. Hope the kids are well. Hope the house is well. Hope there's food in your cupboard. We love you in the name of Jesus. We ought not be jealous of each other. We ought not envy each other. Can I get a witness? If somebody's hair looks good, tell them the hair looks good. Why, why are you jealous? You can go buy a piece. You, 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 you ain't got to hook up like that. Better leave that one alone. Look at this. Dress is nice, mink stole, nice suit, nice shoes. Compliment each other. Why are you standing up there frowning? As somebody else. I, I, I just bought a new home. Praise the Lord. We thank God for you. How do you get that? <laughs> Must be doing something wrong. Y'all ain't listening to me. Praise the name of Jesus. Learn, learn to bless people. And not tear them down. God says, as you march around this city by faith, and you know it was faith, hasn't, hasn't it seemed like God has asked you to do some things that are illogical? Like love your enemies? Bless them that curse you. Pray for them that despitefully use you. And you find yourself, the minute you get on your knees, God will bring that person to your mind. Now pray. And you, you're sitting up there caught between the flesh and the spirit. And, and sometimes you want to say, Lord, send them to hell. Lord, burn them up in the name of Jesus. But, 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 but the spirit, oh, I'm preaching now, but, but the spirit will make you pray for them. It's what we call an appeal of faith. God is telling me to march around this city. I, I, you know, I don't want to question the will of God. Doesn't, doesn't seem logical, but I'm just going to take him at his word. I'm going to walk around this city quietly for seven days, once a day. Not going to open my mouth. Just trusting him and him alone. Alone. We see the appeal of our fears. We see the appeal of our faith. And now we see the appeal of their function. Their purity. My God. Notice in the text, and I'll come back to chapter 6 momentarily. Don't miss this key. They were totally obedient to God's word, wisdom, will, way, warfare. And any vessel that is polluted 
violates God's word and stops your blessing. I know we don't preach this in church anymore. God doesn't bless mess. God, God, God does not bless mess. And people that get something won't be able to keep it. I was saying this morning, if there's a million dollars on my desk, there will be a million dollars on my desk when I leave. Because it is not worth it to rob God. Oh, I got to preach this thing. Everybody in the Bible that tried to manipulate God like a boomerang. The word, they, they say what goes around, what? Comes around. And when it looks like somebody getting away with something, just say to your neighbor, the boomerang ain't get back yet. It's all through the Bible. David was a man after God's own heart. David committed murder, adultery. He lied. He schemed. He took another man's wife because she was beautiful. And Bathsheba was beautiful. Bathsheba got pregnant, baby died. Here's what God told David. Your sin has been put away. Here it is. But the sword will not leave your house. Your kids are going to kill each other. Are y'all getting this? Because of your sin, because you sin. Now watch this now. You sin with a high hand. Where much has been given, much more is required. You've caused the other nations to ridicule me. You ain't getting this. Can I get a witness? That child of God, when you look at this differentiation of amen, deliverance and defeat, go to chapter 7 real quick for the sake of time. Let me show you what defeat is all about. The sin at Achan, of Achan at Ai. After Jericho, the second stop was Ai. Ai is a much smaller city. Now check, but the children of Israel committed a trespass in the accursed thing for Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerai, of the tribe of Judah, took what didn't belong to him. Don't mess with God's booty. The first fruit always belongs to God. Are y'all getting this? Mm. And the anger of the Lord, 7-1, was kindled against the children of Israel. Now notice this. And Joshua sent men. Now notice, there is, here's the first step in defeat. There's hidden sin in the camp. Hidden sin. Hidden sin means Nobody knows about it but you. Or at least you think nobody knows about it but you. Are y'all getting this? Folk come to church every Sunday, sit up there, wave their hands, smile, pat their feet, and living like dogs. That's right. That's right. 
Everything in darkness is going to come to light. See, listen, 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 listen. I'm from South Philly. I lived a fast life. I was in the military seven years. I ran hard. Y'all easy to dump. Half y'all know what's going on anyway. But you can't duck God. Are y'all getting this? He can see a black ant on a black hill on a black night. And that's blackness. When you can see that, you can see something. Can I get a witness? Y'all getting quiet up in here. Thank you, Jesus. Child of God, I want you to understand, we see hidden sin in the camp. Living a double life. Praising God on Sunday, living like hell Monday through Saturday. Somebody need to preach it. Huh? You have left the authority of the word of God and you've chosen to live according to society's agenda. We don't have anything against anybody. We love everybody. Sister White used to say, we love everybody. But the fact of the matter is, God demands a certain lifestyle. Are y'all getting this? Now, nobody's perfect. We all sin and fall short. But there is a difference between weakness and wickedness. Weakness is when you fall because you're not strong. Wickedness is when you plan it in spite of God who knows everything. When you are able to push over God, push over the word, push over the spirit, when they did not like to retain God in their conscience, Romans 1, served the creature more than the creator. God gave him up. It's a conscientiousness of sinning. I don't care what pastors say. I, this, this is the way I want to live. Ain't nobody telling me how to live. We ain't got to tell you how to live. The boomerang. Where the carcass is, the eagle will follow. God disrupted my sin before I got saved. Are y'all getting that? How many times did you try to sin and the Lord messed it up? Can I get some hands on that one? Preachers, preachers, preachers. I tried to go north, but the door to north was shut. I had to go south. Remember Curly on the Three Stooges? I, I, I tried. I tried. I tried. I tried to do this thing and couldn't do it. See, that's how you know you save. When you save, you try to do something. And the Holy Ghost will shake that thing. Won't he shake it? The Holy Ghost will make you go another way. The Holy Ghost will close the doors, amen, to what you're trying to do. Won't he do it? Oh, I'm a witness. Out there doing something you ain't supposed to be doing, you meet a, a fine-looking woman, and baby, give me your phone number, and you got one of the numbers wrong. 
See, that's the Holy Ghost. You say, wait a minute, I, I knew this was the right number. <laughs> I'm sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service. Been there, done that. Lord have mercy. Then somebody you don't want to call, you got the number right. <laughs> can, uh, can you call and pray with me tonight? Yeah. Well, you got that number right. Jesus. There, first of all, there was hidden sin. Secondly, verse 3, there was a high look of pride. Ah, they returned to Joshua and said, don't let all the people go up for this city. Just take two or 3,000 and make not all the people to labor, for they are but few. In other words, we can handle this. Do you see that? See, the road to defeat is hidden sin and then a high look of pride. I can do this. I got this. But thirdly, the defeat is a horrible conclusion. Verses 6 to 10. I'm getting ready to come in. Look at verse 6, chapter 7. Now, 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 mind you of this problem. And Joshua tore his clothes, fell to the earth, put his face before the ark of the Lord to evening tide, meaning he was on the ground for a long time. He and the elders of Israel put dust on their heads, and Joshua said to the Lord, O oh Lord God, why? Have you brought this people, now watch this accusation, out of Egypt over this Jordan so that the Amorites can destroy us? He accused God for their defeat. And in verse 10, the Lord said to Joshua, get thee up. Now, now I want to put this in context. What God is saying to Joshua, shut up and get up. You're missing the boat, boy. What is the boat? You got sin in the camp. That's causing your defeat. You got a family that have stolen my booty, hid it in their tent. You don't know anything about it. Can I get a witness? And it's their sin that has held back the whole congregation. Now, now let me say this. Your sin will affect your loved ones. I know you don't want to hear that. Just like your being faithful to God will affect your loved ones. Because you are faithful, God's got your loved ones in his hands. Because you are, listen, because you are sinning with a high hand, hiding your stuff. And we do hide stuff. I told them this morning, if they ever put all my sins on that screen, I would run out of this front door at full speed. And before you could open your mouth, you'd be running behind me because you'd be afraid that your stuff would come up. Because we got some hidden stuff that only the Lord knows about. I know you love your husbands. He don't know about this. I know, I know you love your wife. They don't know about this. This is that hidden stuff. Don't we have some hidden stuff? Aren't there some things we did we don't want nobody to find out? 
Can I get a witness? Shelly, God can't get the glory because we won't tell the whole story. And you don't know who watching you. I was in my car about uh, 15 years ago, man, in Philly, Saturday, Friday night. I'm going up 13th Street. I got the 13th and Arch and seen this pastor. Now, nobody's on 13th and Arch. Not, not, not in the 80s you, or the 70s. Everything is walking up down the street down. He wasn't giving no tracks out. He was. And I'm in my car looking at him saying, my God, today. Now, I know you're asking, what was you doing out there? <laughs> I didn't stop. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, but put it out there. But child, but child of God, child of God, child of God. God tells him, get up. You are not inclined as to what's going on. You're defeated because there's hidden sin. You're defeated because there's a high look of pride. And you're defeated because there's a horrible conclusion. Right here. Right here. Defeat. And we've been slick so long, we think we can be slick with God. See, that's our problem. Here's what scares me about God. The word omniscient doesn't mean he knows everything. It's not that simplistic. The word omniscient means God knows everything in, in its entirety before it happens. <laughs> Even in the planning stage, God has already finished the equation. Y'all ain't getting this. See, that's why we need mercy and truth. Are y'all praying with me? God already knows up front in its entirety what you were even thinking. My God. Go back to chapter 6 as we close. we finally see an appeal of God's favor. Now, look at chapter 6 and verse... Are you with me? Chapter 6, Lord have mercy, and verse 7 and 8. And he said unto the people, pass on... No, go up to verse 6. And Joshua the son of Nun called the priests... And said unto them, take up the Ark of the Covenant, now this is on the side of deliverance, and let seven priests, seven is the number of completion, it is a perfected number of God, and let the priests, my God, bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Ark of God. And he said unto the people, pass on the capacity of the city and let them that his arm pass on before the ark of God. In other words, God is now giving Joshua, amen, why they're going to win. Listen to pastor. 
And God specializes in putting into our difficult equation the victory. He does it up front. I talked to you about the immediate cause and the ultimate cause. With the immediate comes the ultimate. You don't see the ultimate, but you see the immediate. And the immediate is not doing it, but the ultimate will. Weeping may endure for a night. Joy will come in the morning. God is specializing in putting in place things that will work out, amen, your victory. So it's in here, he says, tell a priest to blow the horn, shafferin in the Hebrew. Well, what is shafferin? It is when they blew, listen to this, in the day of Jubilee, they were to blow these trumpets and the trumpets being blown meant three things on the day of Jubilee. All debt was forgiven. All slaves were released. And all previous landowners got their land back. You didn't get that. So when they blew the horn, God was saying, as the benefactor of history, I'm giving back to the Jews what I promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'm releasing them. I'm giving them the land that I had promised them before the world was. So when they blew the horns, then they shouted. The shout was saying, I accept God your promises. I accept what you're giving me. I accept what you're doing for me. I'm praising you for the victory. And once they shouted, the Bible says, the walls came tumbling down. That means God purposed it. God planned it. God perfected it. God is in it. God caused it. All things are working together for the good because God is about it. Can I get a witness? Blow the horns and give a big shout. Can I get a witness? He blew the ram horns. He blew the shepherdim. And once the shepherdim was blown and they shouted, see, by faith, you got to claim what God's getting ready to do. By faith, you got to know what God's getting ready to do. By faith, you got to accept what God is getting ready to do. Because without faith, you cannot please God. So when they blew the horns and they shouted, the Bible says the walls came tumbling down. Shama, friend. And there's another scripture as I close. To the church, behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we will be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a command and the voice of the archangel. And here it is. And the sound of the trumpet. And the dead in Christ shall get up. Can I get a witness? And we which are alive and remaining will be caught up 
to meet him in the air. Why? Because the angel blew the trumpet. There's power in the trumpet. There's grace in the trumpet. There's a gift in the trumpet. There's blessing in the trumpet. God engineered the trumpet before Joshua was born. God engineered the shout before Moses died. God engineered your victory before you got saved. Can I get a witness? I'm so glad that I've got the victory this morning. I don't have to work for it. I don't have to perfect it. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Say yeah. We have the victory. We already have the victory. We already have the victory. The battle has already been fought. The victory has already been won. Thank God for the victory. The shavering, the trumpet, the shout. Uh, he's worthy. Any worthy? He's worthy to be praised. The difference between deliverance and defeat is that in deliverance, I quietly take God at his word and I wait on him. And they that wait on the Lord shall, shall, shall renew their strength. Say, yeah, he'll mount you up. Say, yeah, with wings like eagles, they'll run and not get weary. Say, yeah, walk and not faint. Say, yeah, we take God at his word. Hallelujah! 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 Jesus! Jesus died for my sins. I take him at his word. Jesus went to hell three days. I take him at his word. But early, take him at his word and if God sends me to hell I'll be in hell reminding him of his promises and he cannot lie say deliverance defeat hidden sin high look horrible conclusion I dare you to take him at his word. I dare you to say, Lord, you said. The next time you pray, don't just give God a grocery list. Pray in his promises. Lord, you said. Can I get a witness? That you never leave me nor forsake me. Lord, you said that all things are working together for the Lord. You said no good thing 
will have hold with him that walks uprightly. You got to learn to walk in his word. Can I get a witness? Deliverance, defeat. Jericho, Ai. Let's stay on our feet. As every head is bowed, every eye is closed. If you're here today, you want to be saved, truly saved. Jesus is the Christ, Son of the living God. He died for all your sins. Buried, rose again with all power in his hands. He's sitting at the right hand side of God. If you want to be saved, just be honest with God. Raise your hand. Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus. Because if you're not saved, you're going to hell. Just raise your hand. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. Perhaps you are saved, looking for a church home. Raise your hand. You can join our church this morning. Is there one? Is there one? Is there one? Where? Now, can you come on down? Bring them on down. Praise you. Is there another? Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Listen. We're going to close in prayer. Lord, spare life next Sunday. Dress down. What time is the service? Not. 9.30. What time is the service? What time are you going to set your alarm clocks for? No, not 9.30. 7 o'clock. What time is the service? 9.30. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for the Lordship of Christ. And these are lessons that lead to liberty. Thank you for showing us the difference between deliverance and defeat. And God, it's that I in sin that messes us up. Help us to take you at your word, knowing that you have made part of the equation something we don't even know about. Something as simple as the blowing of a horn, the shouting of expectation, and our walls come tumbling down. We bless your name today. Bless your people in Jesus' name. Amen. We love you. Have a great day. Dress down, 930. Come on. Praise God.